0: I've noticed with all the shadow siblings we interviewed that all of them have mixed feelings throughout being the shadow sibling. It wasn't just they were mad at first, now they're fine with it. Throughout their entire lifetime, they've been happy and sad at different times, depending on the circumstances.
1: This is Alopecia Life with your host, Deanne Graham. You'll hear interviews with specialists in their field and parents who are helping their child move through life while living with alopecia areata, along with conversations with alopecia rock stars who are making a difference. Alopecia Life is here to provide you with support, accurate information, inspiring stories, and life hacks to help you navigate the world of hair loss. Whether you've just been diagnosed or have had it for ages, Alopecia Life has been created to share all the information you may want or need to do alopecia your way.
2: Thank you for sharing your time with us. Today's guests on Alopecia Life are Nicole Leinbach and Claire Ryla, the mother-daughter duo who were inspired to write Shadow Siblings, Discovering Your Unknown Superpower. After her brother Jackson was diagnosed with alopecia, Claire discovered that superpower and wanted to help acknowledge the roles that shadow siblings can fill in a family, how to express it, embrace it, and make it your own. It's my pleasure to welcome both Nicole and Claire to the show today. Nicole and Claire, welcome to Alopecia Life today.
3: Thanks for having us. We're
2: excited to be here. It is really exciting to have both of you. I just kind of got word about your book. I think it was about a month ago. And the content and the direction that you guys went with it and everything about it is very cool. I was looking at your website and I'm just thinking, this this needs to be talked about. This is an important piece of any difference that's going on within a family when you have different circumstances. And How, Claire, was this your idea or was this mom's idea or how did it kind of come about? It
0: was a mixture of both of our ideas. Mm -hmm. So essentially, you know, as Claire was growing up and
3: my son at three years old lost all his hair to alopecia and she was only and is only 15 months older than him. So very quickly, she shuffled to what we would refer to as his shadow. She sort of shuffled back to his shadow, unintentionally, of course. That's not where we put him, but society did. If we walked into a room, they immediately noticed the bald little boy first versus the sister, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was an ongoing conversation between, you know, my family, within my family, her grandmother, which we call Oma, um, you know, it's just kind of constant... as far as the role she played and over the years that followed we taglined that shadow siblings and it was never meant to be without affection it was always meant to be with affection when we referred to her as that because Claire over time realized that being a shadow sibling is in fact what do you
0: refer to it as my superpower
2: Mm -hmm. I love that and did you feel as if you were in in that shadow, in kind of a negative way at first, what, did it change perspective for you over time?
0: It did. At first, I was sometimes annoyed he got all the attention, but as I got older, I started to realize it's okay being in his shadow.
2: Mm-hmm. And do you feel like there's a certain responsibility that you have over him? Just I mean, you're older than him too, so that kind of puts you in a little, you know, the big sister role for sure.
0: I absolutely think there is. Like helping him through doctor's appointments and bullying and all that. It's nice to be there for him.
2: Mm-hmm. Are you guys at the same school right now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes it a little bit easier for you to kind of defend him. I know how that goes. I think siblings often want to take that role on and don't know how, or just go in full bore and go, okay, I'm just going to be a tiger when it, when it's about my younger sibling or about... Um, the sibling that has this extra attention on them. How do you think people are going to respond to the phrase shadow sibling? Because like you said, Nicole, its it was never meant in a non-affectionate way. And when you think about it, you go, oh yeah, there's these kids that, and we're not saying you guys are forgotten about it all. It's just there's more attention at certain times, right? Not all the time
3: we started this project with Shadow Siblings, one of the things that was really important for Claire and I both was to understand the perspective of other brothers and sisters who also had siblings with different challenges or circumstances that made them different. So we actually interviewed quite a few kiddos, quite a few families. Mm -hmm. And I wanted that as part of the research to this book, because while you know, my son, Claire's brother has alopecia. This book is really for anybody within a family dynamic that has a brother or sister who stands out due to circumstances Mm -hmm. that make them different, whether they're medical or something else. For example, we interviewed a little girl who had cancer and her big sister who, you know, for many years, it was a big struggle within their home. How does that affect the dynamics? So, you know, I would say that um, it certainly is with affection, but I would also say that As Claire can tell you, it doesn't come without confusion as well. I think that society doesn't necessarily know where to put these kiddos, how to converse with them even, right? How to manage it, understand it, and support them. And that's one of the things we want to do with this. In fact, the conclusion of the book offers questions for people to ask shadow siblings, and also if you are a shadow sibling, to ask as well.
2: That's great. And what are some of those questions? You said some people don't know what to say, right? And so they might talk about your brother and, you know, oh, how's your brother doing? What's going on with him? And there's a lot of attention on that. And do you feel like you have to always be the voice behind that, Claire?
0: Sometimes, yes. Because sometimes when they ask him, he goes blank or stutters and doesn't know how to respond. Mm -hmm. And then I, I sometimes step in and help him.
2: Right. Yeah. And I mean, and that's also teaching him some skills too, right? I mean, we always have to know how to advocate for ourselves and and you advocating for him and then you advocating for yourself. It's such a skill set that is hard to come by. I think that a lot of people don't learn even into their adult years. So that's fantastic. Now the, the book itself is fictional.
3: Yeah, there's characters within it that are inspired by Claire and Jackson, her mm-hmm. brother, Um, But there's also characters within it that were inspired by these other kids that we interviewed. And it's the journey. It tells the story of a young family or young children going through an airport, because I'm sure Deanne, you can understand, like when we're in airports, we see lots of different types of people. So the little girl in the story, her name is Emma and Emma starts to realize, wow, there's a lot of different types of families out there. And there's a lot of different types of siblings as well, and kiddos that might need some help or stand out for different reasons, and for that matter, adults too. So it's a discussion throughout this book, and it's called Shadow Siblings, Discovering Your Unknown Superpower. So it's really a journey that Emma takes in the story, and it's really refreshing to see the perspective that she gains.
2: How'd you come up with the name Emma? Just curious.
3: Oh, you know, I'm not sure to be honest. It was something <laughs> I asked Claire, I said, we wrote this together. It's co-authored. I'm very proud of Claire for um, not only being a part of those interviews and trying to take things outside of her, you know, 10 and 11 year old perspective at the time, she's now 12, but putting herself into other kiddos' shoes, right? And so I, I really challenged her to do that because my professional past is an author, but a business, right? So I wanted that constructive thinking and I wanted... To really put her in that role. And so part of that role was like, well, who do you think this character is? And we felt like Emma was kind of a simple name. It wasn't too complex. And we wanted the complexity to go into the story, not the character necessarily.
2: Mm -hmm. I love that. And you have an activity book as well, right?
3: We do, yeah. That was a really fun extension from the book. Um, I wanted something immediate that could be downloaded and used, you know, within homes, whether it's um, homeschooling or simply like, let's say, an elementary classroom. It's just an extension of the story. And we really felt that was important, too, to bring these various characters to life. And we want children who either are shadow siblings or no shadow siblings be able to express themselves more. Mm-hmm. And the activity book helps them do this.
2: Do you feel like as your research went on that you were – noticing real common themes with shadow siblings that maybe they were really angry and then it kind of progressed to a different emotion? Or, or what was it, Claire?
0: I've noticed with all the shadow siblings we interviewed that all of them have mixed feelings throughout being the shadow sibling. It wasn't just they were mad at first, now they're fine with it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Throughout their entire lifetime, they've been happy and sad at different times, depending on the circumstances.
2: Mm-hmm. And would you say that's true for yourself? Yes yeah I think there 's a lot of folks when you are looking i mean i know you 're part of the support pages right on on Facebook. I see you post on there and talk about siblings and and you actually you talk about your own experience of course I know jackson 's had regrowth and and another fallout and regrowth, and so that 's a hard place to be. but you also wrote a really fantastic beginning of the school year letter years ago that we 've been able to pass on to other folks and give you credit for so Just in that perspective and when you're talking to kids returning to school and and you're going to have that shadow sibling thing happen every year, right? Oh, like we talked about what's going on with your brother, a teacher will ask you or a substitute, right? There's all of these just different dynamics that happen at the beginning of a school year.
3: Yeah, it's, you know, it's an ongoing conversation. We have found that it never ends because whether he's a three-year-old little boy or a now 11-year-old you know, kiddo, it's the grocery store, it's the airplanes, it's the amusement parks, it's going for a walk in our local neighborhood into the park, right? Mm-hmm. It's nonstop. And so certainly Claire feels that ongoing as well.
0: Yes. It happens, like she said, it happens a lot throughout the time. And a lot of the times Jackson has learned not to care. Mm-hmm. When people ask him, he just says, oh, I have alopecia, and shrugs it and walks away or talks about something else. And a lot of the time they have more questions about it. I go and help because he doesn't always like talking about it to a ton of people. Mm
2: -hmm. And are Mm -hmm. you okay with that? You're okay just talking about it? Absolutely. Yeah. And do you think that you're hyper aware? Like you said, Jackson is like, eh, you know, I've got alopecia. See you later. And then you're, you're there kind of talking about it. But I I mean, are there times that you're less aware of it?
0: There are sometimes I'm, Not thinking that he has alopecia when he's coming upstairs to watch a show at night.
2: Right.
3: She's just the big sister and the little brother, and that's going to have normal dynamics of don't talk to me, don't touch me, get out of my way sometimes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And who would you like to reach with Shadow Siblings?
3: Well, you know, when we started this, our goal really was to reach every elementary school in America and every hospital gift shop because we felt like those are the places families are and communities are that need to hear this story. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it really, to me, would be fantastic if there was more compassion not only to the kids who have these challenges or disabilities, but also the extended reach of those children. So in other words, their brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And so for us really it can't go far enough. There's there's a lot of places we hope it will land because the conversation is so important, but more so I think the support to this audience of shadow siblings is overdue.
2: Yeah. Do you feel like it's a little bit different in the dynamic setup when you have one sibling versus like three siblings? Does it does it look really different? I mean, does everybody have a role in the family?
0: Everybody absolutely has a role in the family, especially shadow siblings. There might, whether it's one of them or five of them, they're still all a shadow sibling and they're a very important role.
2: Yeah. Do you find that one takes it on even more aggressively or more, more strong, I guess I should say when, you know, the other ones are like, well, I'm just going to play baseball or I'm just going to, you know, do the art to kind of process what's going on. And the other one's kind of more the voice.
0: I think so. I think it's also usually the oldest, not in all circumstances, but in most, Mm -hmm. because they're always looking out for their younger or older sibling. Mm -hmm.
3: And I know when we interviewed families, some of these families did, in fact, have multiple siblings. One family in particular had a girl who had diabetes, and it was onset within her youth so she wasn't born with it it came on when she was give or take later elementary years and it radically changed their family dynamic in terms of responsibility Um, also in terms of concern and care and how do we manage this and there was you know conversations about how there was some resentment towards that from some of the kids you know it shifted how their everyday was and also their choice of food and their snacks and just what's in their refrigerator and so It's a very fair, realistic experience for these kids to have. And some, I believe, based on the interviews we've had, some kids just based on their personalities manage it different than others.
2: Right, right. Claire, what advice would you give to a shadow sibling when when they first realize that's who they are?
0: Just live kind of like day by day. And no matter what the circumstances are, be there for them. Mm -hmm. Whether it's at a doctor's appointment or it's just going to the park, just always be there for them.
2: Yeah. How about for you, Nicole?
0: Well, I think to Claire's point, some days
3: will be harder than other days, and some experiences will be harder. But likewise, some will be more rewarding than others as well. And some will come with a lot more gratitude and appreciation. And so taking it day by day does help, I think the continuation in that long forever journey of what most of these shadow siblings will have in their life. But it truly is an appreciation, I think. And, you know, while Claire didn't say it in so many words, um, I see it within her all the time that she's proud to be Jackson's big sister. And she's proud of how he is a different kiddo. I always tell Jack he was born to stand out and that's, you know, comes with responsibility. It's his choice. If he'll be remembered for being bald. Or for just being awesome, right? Right. And it's the same with being a shadow sibling. It's their choice. How will you manage that?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And is that a conversation that you have with Claire saying, you know, I mean, because you you could just be a completely rebellious kid, right? And do totally crazy off the wall stuff. Sorry, Nicole. I mean, I know she knows this and I know you know this. So, I mean, there's definitely a different way that this could be handled, you know? So it is kind of a conversation that you go, I don't know what to do. I'm spending all this time, we're at the doctor's office, or we're constantly talking about it at every moment, you know, at sporting events, or PTA meetings, or whatever they are. And in the end, it's like, you have to have these open conversations, because ignoring it really truly isn't going to get anywhere, right?
3: Well, you know, from my experience as a mother, not just shadow sibling author but rather a mother i have found that a lot of families struggle with their words Mm -hmm. and you know dan you mentioned earlier i wrote that letter for families to use in kindergarten or whenever they want to and and i've been fortunate in my life just to have a comfort with with words because i'm a writer that's what i do for my profession Mm -hmm. but i have found so many families don't and that's not to fault them but rather i want them to recognize there are resources for them And that's why it was important to add these questions at the end of the book, why it was important to simply share this book. And I, of course, talk about the challenges and the good that comes with being born to stand out like Jack is or being in the role of shadow sibling with Claire. But I don't know if everybody does that. You know, my comfort zone is words, but that's not for everyone. And I think it's a responsibility we have, Claire and I both, to just help others if we can, since we've had these experiences.
2: I love that. Thank you. And where can we find you online when they're looking to order the book or check out the stories that you've published on there?
3: So our website is shadow siblings.com. And we ship for free in the United States. And we also are available on Amazon. Um, And we're really excited because beginning this summer, we'll be donating sales and partnering with organizations and associations and doing some really cool things in recognition of all these different types of kiddos out there and their families. So we have a lot to look forward to. and We're looking forward to kind of spreading more visibility to these families, not just Claire and Jack, although they're pretty awesome, but I'm biased because I'm, <laughs> I'm their mom. But there's millions of kids who have this role as a shadow sibling. So we want to shed more and more light to them.
2: Awesome. Thank you. Thank you both for being here today. Is there anything else you want to add before we go?
3: i would just say that you know i encourage people to reach out questions conversation with us with anyone i think that's really the best way we can support um our shadow siblings as well as you know their brothers and sisters who do have challenges or circumstances that make them different so i want to applaud you for having this podcast because that's what you do already and i hope that others just continue to lean on those resources
2: Thank you. You're so welcome. And yeah, thanks again for being here. I appreciate it. And when is the publication date? I guess we should talk about that.
3: It's pretty much right April now, April 15th. So it's 15th. it's here. We're excited. We have yeah. a lot of exciting things to kind of push the momentum of it, but it's it's officially live. So we're thrilled.
2: Right on. That's exciting. Fantastic. And I'll put everything in the show notes that we talked about so folks can find you easily and order and then also tell their own story should that be something they choose to do.
3: Thank you so much, DM. Thank you.
2: You're welcome. Thank you for listening today. Books like Shadow Siblings give us an opportunity to open difficult or confusing conversations and to bring light to topics we don't know how to do that with. Siblings are so often flailing in the wind when their sister or brother are given a diagnosis of, in this case, alopecia, but so many other diagnoses too. If this is something that you would like to introduce to your family, open up those conversations and find resolution with, check out the show notes to get your copy and read more about their mission. They have an amazing and generous fundraising opportunity to extend for a charity, organization, or school of your choice. Contact Nicole to find out how to do this. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time.
1: Thank you for listening. Join our Alopecia Life Facebook group and find out more information at headonlifecoaching.com. The information on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. and is meant for general information purposes only. If you're enjoying these episodes and finding the tips helpful, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to and download podcasts.